0: The Incomparable Charlie Chan. The American Broadcasting Company presents The Incomparable Charlie Chan. Detective, philosopher, modern Chinese sage in a new and exciting series. Join the famous detective every day at this time, Monday through Friday, as he combines the wisdom of the East and the science of the West in a thrilling and dramatic chapter from The Adventures of Charlie Chan.
1: Chen humbly gives you greeting and extends warm welcome. Sage has said, Nature sometimes reveals deepest truths in wildest jokes. Today, apparent joke reveals truth about murder. But first word from honorable announcer.
0: Until the war with Japan is completely won... Our fighting forces will need the full support of every American on the home front. Today, they're combining in an all-out attack against Japan. In planes, ships, and tanks, our fighters are battling forward to total victory. And we must help them gain that victory. Here's what we're asked to do. Stay on war jobs until finally released. Keep on buying more and more war bonds. Keep on supporting home front activities and observing wartime regulations. These next months will be vitally important. In your letters to servicemen, tell them you know what they're up against. Let them know that a united America is behind them as they face the fight that lies ahead. In spite of recent setbacks, our Japanese enemy remains strong and determined to fight to the last ditch. The harder we fight here at home, the sooner will come the day of peace. So don't let up for a minute, because minutes lost may mean lives lost. And now... Back to Charlie Chan. This week's adventure, The Case of the Marching Ant. Howard Rourke, eccentric student of necromancy and alchemy has called Charlie Chan to his home to explain a strange procession of marching ants, which Rourke believes presages his own death, punishment by the spirit world for unearthing its secret. Chan and his son follow the marching ants to a large vine-covered oak tree behind the crypt where Rourke conducts his mysterious researches. In the tree, Chan's son discovers a dead body. Now Chan and his son confer with Lieutenant Luck as the homicide squad removes the grim corpse from its strange coffin.
2: Well, it's quiet over here, Chan. Let's kick this case around a while. I want to get a few things straight. Now, what kind of a guy is this Rock?
1: Mr. Howard Rourke, lawyer and banker by profession. Formerly senior member of law firm Rock and Hastings. Uh-huh. Also vice president, Pacific Coast Bank and Trust Association. Now retired. Oh, yeah?
2: Well, what's he do now?
1: Gentleman considerably advanced in years. Apparently well-to-do. In natural position to be eccentric.
2: Eccentric? Yeah, he believes in ghosts. Oh, now listen, Junior. So
1: sorry, Lieutenant. Miserable son not guilty of bad joke. Mr. Rourke, apparently believer in spirit world. Oh, yeah? He is student of occult matters. we called into case because Mr. Rook believed procession of ants and gathering of birds near House of Death foretold threat of death by spirits.
2: Uh, what is this house of death routine? Rourke's got a kind of a miniature tomb rigged up as an alchemist laboratory. It's got a coffin in it and a, a lot of weird stuff. Oh, now look, you don't believe that malarkey about spirits having the birds and ants warn, Rourke. Uh,
1: no. Obvious that both insects and birds are attracted to tree by dead body residing inside. Only men of morbid eccentricity like Rook would fail to draw obvious
2: conclusions. Uh, oh, look, they've got the body laid out on the grass now, Chan. Let's go over and have a look, huh? Yeah, it'll do. Hey, Pop, here comes Rook. He looks wilder than ever. Inspector Chan. Inspector Chan. Yes, Mr. Rook. Inspector Chan, this, this body in the tree, I, I assure you,
0: sir, I had no idea. I mean that. You I... mean what? Well, I'm, I'm not a fool. I understand the finger of suspicion pointed me. You must understand, Inspector, I did not kill that man. Surely you must see that I would never have called you in on the case if I had.
2: had. We also see that maybe that's exactly the way you want us to think. Oh, no. No, surely you can't believe that. Surely this and surely that. You'll find out what we believe when we've made up our minds, Rock. Now, Peter, go back to your house. We've got a date with this corpse. Now, go on, go on, get out of here.
0: Very very, very well, Lieutenant.
2: I don't like that guy, Chan. You're right. He's a nut. And it comes to my mind that sometimes nuts like to run around bumping people off just for fun.
1: Hmm. Well? I'm not commenting on theory, Lieutenant Locke, but on appearance of body. Has been dead over two days. Probably killed Saturday or Friday and in Pleasantry. tree. Yeah. Body covering considerably discolored by residence in tree, yet close examination reveals what facts?
2: He's wearing pajamas. Holy smoke! They got him out of bed to kill him.
1: Very interesting, eh? Now observe. Killed with a single shot through temple. Uh, examine wound, please. A dead man probably killed with twenty-two caliber gun.
2: Twenty-two? That's practically a toy.
1: In this case, Lieutenant Locke. Lethal toy.
2: Why would a murderer take a chance with a twenty-two when he could use a large gun?
1: Must save interesting speculation for future, son. Papers from wallet in pocket reveal identity of dead man. Oh, who is he, Chan? Name, Samuel Brighton. Address, 99 Walker Road, this city. Business address, Pacific Coast Trust Building.
2: Hey, that was Rourke's firm. Yes. Ah, beginning to smell awful fishy.
1: Then apply a further bit of evidence to nostrils. Mr. Samuel Brighton, lawyer by profession.
2: Then Rourke was a lawyer, too. Say the word jam, put the finger on Rourke.
1: Oh, wait. One other curious clue demands further investigation. What's that? How does dead man happen to carry a wallet in pajama pocket? Obviously planted there. We're obviously intended to find body and identify same. Sally Chen very unhappy with case.
2: Uh, well, okay, what's next on the program, Chen? Too late for further work tonight.
1: Wish now to return home for a much-needed rest. We'll continue in morning.
2: Uh, well, how about the reporters? Can they break the story? They can just about make the bulldog additions.
1: I may break story, Lieutenant Locke. But uh, no pictures, please. Right. Son and self, wish you good night. I'm very much afraid night will be unsatisfactory for self. We'll probably dream about murder.
2: Hey, Pop. Huh? Uh, yes, son? Um? I thought you said we were going home to go to bed. It's five o'clock, Pop. It's light outside. Uh huh. So? Been sitting in the study for an hour.
1: So sorry. I was endeavoring to untangle strange threads of difficult case.
2: Go mm-hmm. well, upstairs, Pop. You got to get some sleep. Hey. Hey. a phone. Who could be calling this late?
1: Very strange. Yes, please.
2: Inspector Chan.
1: Speaking. I've
2: just seen the headlines about Sam Brighton's murder.
1: Yes? I know
2: who killed Brighton. Huh? It was Everard Brighton, the guy who runs the Brighton Club down on Pacific Boulevard.
1: Uh you claim Samuel Brighton killed by Everard Brighton? Uh gentleman related? No. You have evidence to substantiate claim?
2: Plenty.
1: Who calling, please?
2: My name's Clarence Brighton. I'll give you all the evidence you want tomorrow. Good night, Inspector. Huh. Very strange. Yeah, I heard all that, Pop. Just a crazy, practical joke. Forget it. Come to bed, huh?
1: Everard Brighton accused of murder of Samuel Brighton by a gentleman named Clarence Brighton. Most perplexing.
2: What? Again?
1: Yes, please.
2: Inspector Chan. Uh, Speaking. I've just seen the news in the headlines, Inspector. I know who killed Samuel Brighton. It was Clarence Brighton. chapel runs the shooting concession at the Seaside Carnival
1: uh uh-huh. And your name, please?
2: I'm Everard Brighton. Come and see me tomorrow, Inspector. I'll blow your plastic case sky high for you.
1: Good night. Uh, this person's brain now spinning like carousel.
2: A couple of wise guys, Pop. Trying to take you for a ride. Probably those reporters getting even because you wouldn't let them take pictures. Uh, get
1: car from garage, son.
2: Huh? Pop, you mean... Do you think those guys were real?
1: Yes. Necessary to question them first thing tomorrow morning. Means examination of Mr. Samuel Brighton's papers and history necessary tonight. We drive to business office of same at once. Truly, it is written only fool goes hunting with unloaded gun. <laughs> This is last flight. Mr. Samuel Brighton's office on third floor.
2: Hmm. What time is it?
1: Uh, Six o'clock.
2: Lucky for us, the building janitor came on duty. I'd hate to try and pick the locks on the door of this building.
1: Yes, but we'll have to do the same with door of Brighton's office.
2: Uh, Here's corridor. I can't figure the score on this case, Pop. Now there's three Brightons involved. One corpse and two suspects. How do they
1: tie together? The son merely voices questions that perplex father. Oh, wait. Here's door. We'll try skeleton keys unlock.
2: Pop. Yeah, son? The door knob. It's turning. Bob, I can see a shadow on the glass. A man with a gun. A quick son, run. Must get around the corner of corridor. The killer? Yes, cannot fight armed man. He's after us, Bob. I hear him coming out of the door. Get around the corner, jump.
0: We will return to Charlie Chan in just a moment. Experienced seamen know better than anyone else that there is no substitute for experience at sea... And they know that in wartime, the Merchant Marine needs thousands of extra men to man the new Liberty ships. This is an emergency. The Merchant Marine is desperately in need of experienced men, especially licensed engineers and deck officers. If our Merchant Marine is to continue the fine job it has been doing, there must be thousands more experienced men to sail the ships. Apprentice seamen are doing their best, but they can't do the job alone. They must have your sea sea experience to lead the way. Now, if you're a licensed officer or have your certificate as an A.B. or fireman, oiler or water tender, sign on today. This is a job which you and you alone can fill. You and you alone know how to do it. Wire collect to Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C. Give your rating and address. Go back to sea and help get those supplies to our fighting men. And now, here is Charlie Chan.
1: Strange case of marching ants complicated by entrance of two gentlemen also named Brighton and rendered hazardous by appearance of killer in office of dead man. Hope further complications of incendiary nature do not impede investigation of case. Hope you will join self on same tomorrow. Until then... Goodbye. Thank you.
0: Be sure to join us again tomorrow at the same time for the case of the marching ant. There'll be more thrills, excitement, and comedy in the adventures of Charlie Chan. The Adventures of Charlie Chan are based on the famous character created by Earl Durr Biggers. Charlie Chan is played by Ed Begley. Number one son by Leon Janney. This series, written by Alfred Bester, is produced by Chick Vincent. Dorian St. George speaking. This is the American Broadcasting Company.